the PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100. Win $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. Welcome everyone to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, uh, late afternoon on the East Coast, currently 4.02, here to talk about the Thursday night football player props, and it's another doozy, I guess I can say. Well, I have some vested interest in it, maybe. Yeah, we do. It's kind of connected to the World Series as well, but we'll get into all that chatter here in a second. But joining me as usual to help me break down the Thursday night football player props as he does all season. One of the busiest men on the SGPN network. Find him on the NASCAR Gambling Podcast, F1, CFL, the PropCast, the NFL Gambling Podcast. Podcast is out. It's all, all over the place. You guys know the voice. What's going on, Rod? How you feeling, my man? I am a fantastic. And you know, it's funny. I I was writing up articles earlier in the week, and and at this Thursday night came across my desk, and it was Philly and Houston. And I just gotten done typing up something for the uh for the World Series. So all I did was just erase the Eagle or erase the uh, uh, Phillies and replaced it with the Eagles, and then erased the uh, Astros <laughs> and replaced it with the Texans. I was like, that was easy. So yeah, it's pretty funny that we got that going on this Thursday night. Yeah, it's a, it's a little battle between Philadelphia and Arizona and Philadelphia and Houston right now um with our sports teams meeting up. Right now, I sadly have to say Philly does have the upper hand right now in both or all, at least in the NFL for sure. There's no questioning that, uh, but they also have the upper hand in the World Series right now where they did get another victory last night, uh, did the Phillies, and they take a 2-1 lead in uh, the World Series. But, hey, that's a seven-game series. But we're here to talk about football, and it's not so great for my football team, at least, the Houston Texans, as expected, of course. This roster is just not that great. We talked about that. But, hey, the only undefeated team left in the NFL, that's going to be Sean's Philadelphia Eagles. Maybe the Texans uh, pull off the upset and give him the first vi- or first loss of the season. I don't know about that, Rod. They are currently a two-touchdown favorite. Are the Eagles on the road here, my man? <laughs> that number keeps climbing. I, yeah. I, I can't remember exactly where it opened, but I, I got to tell you, I've watched that thing climb, and I, I can't even imagine where it's going to close. But two touchdowns now on a, on a Wednesday? Like, yeah. Public money probably won't even beat this down at all. Yeah, I think it's been all Eagles money. I, I want to say it opened up at nine and a half. Um, let's see. I'm going to pull this up here real quick. Yeah, it opened up at nine. It's all the way up to 14 over on win bet. So a lot, a lot of money coming in on the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I think that's probably more sharp better too because it's early in the week. We'll see where the uh, public money comes in as we get closer to game time on Thursday. But yeah, last week, Rod, I think we had a pretty good week as far as the Sunday games win. I know uh, I had a stress-free win with the Derrick Henry uh, player prop uh, best bet there. How did your week turn out? Uh, so for the Sunday bets, uh, not bad. Uh, Pickett didn't get where he needed to. 
Uh, Latavius Murray ah, just gouged me by the hook. He had 30. I'm sorry. No, he had 37 yards heading into that last drive where it not for that interception. Latavius Murray would not have hit over 37 and a half, but thank God for that. Yeah. Cause then he did get the ball round out the clock. So we hit that one. Uh, CMC killed his over 34 and a half. That was without a doubt. Uh, we should have had 34 and a half passing yards too for CMC. Uh, but we didn't get a Ramondre Stevenson anytime TD and Kenny Pickett just did not look good. So there was no, no touchdown passes over a, a one and a half for him. That CMC one, my goodness, he had himself a day trifecta receiving touchdown, rushing touchdown. Oh yeah. Let's, let's get creative here. Kyle Shanahan. Let's have him throw for one as well. That was pretty incredible to see. So uh, I know they traded Jeff Wilson jr. Over to the Miami Dolphins. So it seems like it's going to be Elijah Mitchell. Uh, hopefully they get him back fairly soon. And then it's going to be CMC in that backfield. So I think that's going to take a lot of pressure off of the shoulders and throwing arm of Jimmy Garoppolo. And look, as we kind of point uh, approach the midway point here, Rod, it seems like this 49ers team is health. Obviously, is a concern for every single team in the NFL, especially the contenders. But it seems like if the 49ers can stay healthy and Jimmy Garoppolo makes the correct decisions, this, this team, I think, is well equipped to make a run to the Super Bowl, man. I know you're probably excited. I know you weren't too excited about CMC, but what kind of transpired over the last week, at least, he's looking pretty good in Kyle Shanahan's offense, Rod. I am not afraid to admit when I'm wrong, nor am I afraid to walk back on something when new data presents itself. And not that not that what we saw from CMC this last week was new data. I and mean, we obviously know the guy's talented. He's sure. been a number one fantasy pick year after year after year for good reason, too. But I don't know that we've seen the kind of creativity that we're about to see pour out of the Niners in a long time, one. And two, I don't think we're, we're, we've seen CMC used and utilized to, I think, his full advantage so far. I got to tell you, Munaf, that picture of him catching that touchdown pass over yeah. uh, Jalen Ramsey, hang that in the Louvre, please. Oh, I need you to get that hung up, my man. You're the Niners fan, and we're going to have to hunt that down for you and then put it into your office space there, and uh, you can mes mesmerize over it, hopefully over to a Super Bowl run for your 49ers. But, yeah, definitely uh, exciting times for Niners fans. That AF NFC West definitely, I think, is going to come down to the wire. I think the Niners have a more easier schedule as we kind of enter the second half of the season. So, uh, yeah, it looks like them, Seattle, um, maybe Arizona makes a move or, or – can win some games with getting DeAndre Hopkins back, but I think really it's probably the Niners division to uh, to to take over and win that division. So something we'll keep an eye on for sure as we approach um, not only we are at the midway point, but as the second half of the season rolls along uh, here on the prop guest. But hey, like I mentioned, Thursday night football, Rod, we got the Philadelphia Eagles and the Houston Texans. Like we mentioned, the spread has climbed all the way up to minus 14, but we're going to give you some player props for this um, Thursday night football game. So let's just kick it off here, my man. I'll let you have the floor first here. Where are you taking us for your first player prop? Well, I'm going to take you to your quarterback there, uh, young Davis or David Mills. Uh, I'm going to give him under 20, uh, 221 and a half passing yards. Uh, this is at minus 115. I, it's not that I don't think he can do it. Obviously, he's done it before. Uh, mm -hmm. But he has reached the under point in three games this season, has Mills. 152 against uh, Tennessee last week. He had 140 against the Jags, 177 against the Bills. And really, this is not just so much that that uh, I, I know negative game script is always a thing, right? We're just going to be yeah. playing from behind. He's going to be throwing the ball a lot. 
these guys have been behind and and he's still not reaching this mark. Uh and and it's not even just that but Thursday night game, right? We know how notoriously unders uh Thursday night games go. Yeah. But this Philly defense is not bad either. They're only allowing 183.4 yards per game. That's fourth best in the league through the air. Um and and where they can be got is on the ground game. So they're 15th mm. in the league, 114 yards per game on the ground. And and honestly, only Kyler Murray has passed this mark against the Eagles. As low a number as 221 is, only Kyler Murray's the only quarterback that's reached this mark and surpassed it against the Eagles. So their defense is pretty tough against the pass. And I mean, Mills is not a, 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 an elite quarterback, so I don't see him reaching this this mark either. Yeah, I think you know last week when um, I believe I was talking to Scott about it, and we had talked about I think Davis Mills uh, getting over. It was on the yeah we we talked about the Titans and the Texans matchup on the NFL Gambling Podcast when we were talking about um, player props and stuff like that on on that show as well. And he mentioned that the Titans defense. Is not very good against the pass, and I think that was the opportunity for Davis Mills to get over uh, in that game, which I believe was at the same number that you just uh, – the projection of 221.5. And, and if he wasn't able to do that against the Tennessee Titans defense that has allowed most of the quarterbacks that they have faced this season to get over that projection, now you're going up in the Eagles team that's really loaded on the defensive side of the football, especially in the secondary, right? We talked about James Bradbury, uh, Darius Slay. Uh, just so many playmakers that they have in that secondary. I think it's going to be difficult for him to maybe rack up the yards here, um, which kind of leads me to my play is, you know, we talked about how this is a two touchdown spread for the Texans and uh, we're expecting them to be playing from behind a lot uh, or be playing from behind and, and having to probably throw the football here. So um, I, I actually went with Davis Mills over on his 35 and a half pass attempts. And you kind of take a look at, Number one, the quarterbacks that the the Eagles defense have faced this season, and I'm pretty sure all of those quarterbacks have been trailing in those games, having to throw the football, right? And I'll just tell, I'll say this: that quarterbacks against the Eagles are averaging 38 and a half pass attempts per game, and in and in the seven games that the Eagles have played so far this season, six of the seven quarterbacks have thrown for over or more than 36 pass attempts in, in, in those games. So six of the seven quarterbacks have done it. I don't anticipate a lot of running here because they are going to be trailing in this game. Uh, I mean, looking at the game spread, uh, that kind of tells you where the books are expecting this game to be. So I, I think that number one, he'll have to throw the football a lot. Is that going to result in yardage? I don't think it is because again, the secondary is great. You're not going to be throwing, or you're not going to be running the football when you're down two possessions, possibly three possessions in this game for Davis Mills. So I went went over 35 and a half pass attempts here for Davis Mills in this game. I just don't think it is going to be that Damian Pierce game where they're able to take advantage on the floor, just or on the ground. I'm sorry, because they're going to be trailing in this game, right? Because Eagles have that explosive offense, because they can get off to those fast starts in uh, football games where we've seen that, especially in the second quarter, where I believe they're still leading in that second quarter in points uh, per game are the Eagles. So Davis Mills over 35 and a half pass attempts for me here, Rod. And the pass attempts is definitely one thing, but even if he does complete them, he's only averaging 10 yards per completion this season. So it's not that he's completing the deep ball. And in fact, it's funny because in, in another, an article I did, uh, I talked about his, his longest completion 
and you know, spoiler alert, I took the under on that. But uh, again, he's only averaging what six point four uh, yards per completion. So it's not even our, our ten point eight yeah. yards per completion. So yeah, it's not that dangerous, and and I'm not necessarily all that scared by it. So yeah, yeah, I'll back you on that one. I know he's yeah. going to throw the ball a lot, just yeah. may not complete it. And if he yeah. does, it's not going to be for much. Yeah, I mean his complete completion percentage. So far this season, that's about 63.1, which is well, well below elite level uh, in the NFL for sure. So um, hopefully we can find a way to catch both of those tickets for us as we talk about the Thursday night football game here. All right, let's keep it rolling here, Rod. Let's get over to the next player prop on the menu. What do you got for us? Well, again, mine's going to correlate with what we've talked about, too. I know you said that they weren't going to run a lot when they're down, but they're going to try to run a lot early. And they're going to give the ball to Damian Pierce because that's what they do. That's what this team has to do, right? I mean, you got to keep the Eagles. I know it's all cliche. You got to keep the opposing offense off the team. Well, it's equally true. And in fact, more true for the Eagles Do keep their offense off the field if you wish to win. Uh, So Damian Pierce has been a a solid rusher so far. And, you know, I'm going to have his rushing yards over 62 and a half uh, at minus 115. And, and much like the Eagles passing defense, the Eagles rushing defense hasn't been all that bad either. Only Ezekiel Elliott has actually gone over this mark uh, with 81 yards. So, um, well, no, Elliott and um, uh, the, the first week, week one, 144 yards. They got, why can't I read my, my handwriting? Save me, uh, Moon. For the Eagles, talking about who they faced? Yeah, who they faced in week one. Uh, wasn't it the Lions? Yeah, that right. that's right. Swift. DeAndre Swift. Yeah. Swift. Yeah. See, if you could read my chicken scratch, then you're better than Matt, than me. Uh, I had it dribbled down at 144, and then I couldn't read the name. Swift. So Swift yeah. got 144 against them. So two quarterback or two running backs have done this. Um, but the thing is, is that even with them playing from behind, even with them in negative game scripts, Pierce has only not reached this thing twice. So he uh, he has only uh, been under 63 yards twice. Last week against yeah. Tennessee, only at 35. Um, but you know, he's, he's got, he's going to do this. He's got 89.1 yards per game. Uh, or oh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> the Eagles are allowing 89.1 yards per game, which is, is second only to San Francisco. But, uh, again, 62 and a half is a low number. I think for Pierce, I, I, I was looking at, um, the rushing defense for the Eagles earlier, and I'm trying to pull up the numbers here because I know season long, They've been great, like you mentioned. They they've been um, up there with ten with uh, sorry with San Francisco. But you kind of take a look at over the last three games at least. They they're allowing 134 yards per uh, 134 rushing yards on the ground uh, over the last three weeks, which is well below uh, which is below league average for this uh, Philadelphia Eagles uh, team. Now, if there's a way you're going to have to take advantage, and then like you mentioned, it's quote unquote keep this offense off the field. For Jalen Hurts in that rushing attack, it's going to have to be running the ball effectively for the Houston Texans. Uh, you take a look at opponent yards per rush attempt for the Philadelphia Eagles uh, season long. Uh, they are, let's see here, Philadelphia, they're actually number 29 in the league at 5.1 yards uh, per rush attempt allowed. And it's been even worse slightly over the last three weeks as well, where it's been consistently bad, 5.3. And now you're going up against a guy like Damian Pierce. I know didn't have a great game last week, but that game was just absolutely ugly last week, Rod, um, for the Texans. But I think that when you, if you, if true fans watch 
Damian Pierce, this guy is very, very difficult to bring down. I think that he leads the league in yards after contact on the ground, and it's he's just a monster. And I think that for the Texans' offense to be effective, they're going to have to some way, some shape or form involved. Damian Pierce, and that's going to be having to run the ball early and often. You know, maybe they keep it close in the first half, right? Maybe they cover the first half spread, and then maybe the Eagles pull away in that second half. But I think for the Texans, you're going to have to feed the ball to Damian Pierce early. Hopefully it's they get that ball in that first drive, and they're able to get him some reps or get him some carries. But I think the one thing also is that he may be able to break one out for a long uh, rush attempt, you know, where he's been able to do that this season for the Texans. And I'm trying to pull up the exact numbers. I know, like I mentioned last week, against the Titans, it wasn't a very pretty game for him, but he's had games where he's had long rush attempts of at least 20-plus yards against the Raiders, 20 carries, 98 yards, a long rush of 22. Uh, There was another home game, I believe it was against the Chargers, uh, where he had a huge rushing game uh, or a a long rush uh, in that game. Yeah, 75 yards. So it's not like he's – it's not like that Damian Pierce – can't get those longer attempts for you. I'm just trying to say that he may not need 20 carries to get over this number against his Eagles rush defense, which is susceptible to giving up yards per carry in the games. And again, the season long stats say that Rod. Indeed. Yeah. Again, I just, I feel like this is one where he can break a a couple of good runs and then that's all it takes. And then maybe a couple more carries later. Look, he's averaging 4.5 yards per rush this season. So it still only takes, you know, a handful of carries for him to get there. Yeah, 100%. Um, Speaking of running backs, we know the theme that's been on or me fading this Texans rush defense. I got to stick with it, right? If it's it's not broken, don't try to fix it. I got to go Miles Sanders over 79 and a half rushing yards uh, in this game. And I think that, look, Nick Sirianni, he's really transformed himself as a a good head coach and having a great game plan coming up against opponents uh, so far this season. Obviously, the record reflects that. They're 7-0 so far this season. But I think this this team is really predicated on running the football. We've seen that with Jalen Hurts, obviously Miles Sanders. You know, you have Boston Scott that's been in the fold. Kenneth Gainwell has been lined up in that backfield as well for this team. They even went out and tried at the trade deadline to go out and get a guy like Alvin Kamara on this team. But Miles Sanders so far this season has been very, very good for this team when he is playing um, on the field. I'll start with the Texans' run uh, rushing defense. It's no surprise. We talked about it with Derrick Henry, how bad this team is. They're number 31 uh, out of 32 teams over the last three weeks in opponent yards per rush attempt, 6.3, right down there with the New York Giants and the Philadelphia Eagles. They are number 31 season long, 5.6 yards per carry. Opponent rushing yards per game. Texans are dead last in the NFL where they're allowing 186 yards on the ground to their opponents. Over the last three games, an average of 205 yards on the ground. And at home, for whatever reason, I know they went up against King Henry last week, which this number may be a little bit inflated. They're allowing 190.7 yards on the ground per game to their opponents. So now Miles Sanders comes in. Now Jalen Hurts comes in. I think we're going to see a lot more running from this team um in this game this season last week uh, against the Steelers even though he only got nine rush attempts uh Rod Miles Sanders still went for 78 yards on the ground Uh, earlier this season against the Jacksonville Jaguars 27 rush attempts 134 yards 
Prior to last week, he was he had at least 15 rush attempts in the games that he has played in this season. I think that's going to be another recipe for them this season, or sorry, this game against his Texans uh, rush defense. Let's feed the ball to Miles Sanders. Let's rack up those yards um, and and get him over this number of 79 and a half. I will. I'm still comfortable with it getting up to 80s. Uh, probably get it up to 85 and a half if you uh, if this number is going to be on the move. But I think for me right now, as it currently stands, Miles Sanders over 79 and a half rushing yards, Rod. Amazing how quietly he's been doing this. Like everybody, yeah. uh, Miles Sanders does not get headlines. And it's weird in fantasy circles, he's not getting headlines. And, and really even in NFL circles, because I think Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, those are the big names over there. And those are the guys that get all the all the big splashiness. But all Miles Sanders is doing is putting in the work. He's averaging almost five yards per carry. He's he's sixth in the league in, in terms of rushing touchdowns, seventh in terms of overall yardage. So, I mean, look, he's doing it, and he's he's putting in the work, and this team is is undefeated largely because he's able to carry the load like that. So I, you know, I definitely am sorry against your rushing defense, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to double down with you on that one. As long as it's making money for us and our listeners, Rod, that's all we care about right now because we already said this Texan team was not going to be very good coming into this season. All right, before we keep it rolling here uh, for our next player props and then obviously our touchdown props as well, let me tell you guys about our presenting sponsor. That's Win. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on WinBet. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100, win 100. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer something to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present in a state where playthrough winbet is available. If you're somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Roster brought to you by Sports Gambling Podcast. Sports Gambling Podcast is giving you a chance to win your choice of either an autographed Lawrence Taylor or autographed Brian Dawkins jersey. Contest is completely free to enter. All you got to do is follow three simple steps. Ste- steps. Subscribe to youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast. Number two, comment on a video. Each video is a new chance to win. And number three, make sure you turn on those notifications when you subscribe to the YouTube channel of the Sports Gambling Podcast so you don't miss out when SGP is contacting you when they pull out the winner. Again, they're giving away an autographed Lawrence Taylor jersey or an autographed Brian Dawkins jersey. Just follow Theo's three simple steps, and it's completely free to enter. All right, Rod, let's keep it rolling here, my man. Uh, we're last player props, and then we'll get into some touchdown props uh, for this game. Uh, what do you got for your last player prop? All right, uh, I'm pretty intrigued by the Dallas Goddard reception total. It's at four and a half. Looking at this at plus 115, um, the, the only reason why I'm intrigued is that Dallas Goddard's done this four games. Uh, he's, he's done this four games this season, and he is the third favorite target on that team for Jalen Hurts. Now, 
That's not to say much because, you know, these guys like to run the ball quite a bit, but Dallas Goddard is behind uh, A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith as the one of the, the favorite targets over there in Philadelphia. So I think he's going to get his fair share of work this week, uh, even on Thursday night. Um, now, do I think he's going to like go completely and totally bonkers? No, but he's definitely been a, a go-to guy for them as well. Last week against the Steelers, caught all six of his targets for 64 yards. Uh, the week before, he only caught two, but he was targeted six times in that game against Arizona, nine targets, eight catches uh, against Jacksonville, five, uh, six targets, five catches. So he's done this multiple times over the last few weeks. Um, and, and I just feel like this is another opportunity for him to, to get it done. Uh, the, the Texans actually, to their credit, are not really giving up a whole lot to the tight end position. Uh, but there's a, a couple of, of instances in which they've seen uh, at least one receiver catch uh, a, a few of them. And that's Gerald Everett, who caught five mm -hmm. passes against them uh, again when the Chargers and then against the uh, Jaguars, it was Evan Ingram that went bonkers for six catches against them. Uh, so those two instances where where tight ends got him, but by and large, they've kept Austin Hooper uh, relatively quiet. They kept Cole Komet quiet. Um, so they haven't really faced some big marquee name tight ends like Goddard. But like I said, for a, a team that we think is going to be throwing the ball a decent amount, even though they still run it, uh, I think Dallas Goddard has a good shot of at least catching five balls uh, in this game. I mean, if, if they kind of just go look at maybe the game film from last week, Rod, do the Texans, and they saw A.J. Brown just go berserk against the Steelers last week. I'm and it was funny that he got a drug test the next morning after that performance that he had against the Steelers. Um, I think they're going to be paying more attention to guys like A.J. Brown and you know Devontae Smith, and that's going to open up the opportunities for you know guys like Dallas Goddard to get those receptions I think that what you said there about um the the kind of the list that they haven't really faced really elite uh tight end so far this season have the Texans I know they faced the Raiders but that was without uh, you know uh Darren Waller who's been battling an injury Titans really don't have a a legitimate tight end and uh, the Colts same thing there but they did give up the receptions as well uh, Gerald Everett, like you mentioned, uh, for the uh, the the Chargers, I think that was a game where I don't think Keenan Allen played in that game. So, and then again, Evan Ingram in that game, like you mentioned as well. So the opportunities I think are going to be there, especially at plus money here for Dallas Goddard, who again is a a, a big target for this offense, uh, especially for uh, Jalen Hurts. And again, I think we haven't even mentioned this, that this is a homecoming game for, um, Jalen Hurts, who is from the Houston area. So I think that at plus money, I can't ignore that, especially with Dallas Goddard. So hopefully he gets, uh, the catches, uh, for, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles offense. Um, for my last player prop rod, I had to double down and I doubled down on another Miles Sanders prop. And I'm going to go longest rush attempt over 17 and a half uh, yards for Miles Sanders. So two Miles Sanders props here for me. No, I talked to, we already talked about how bad this Texans rush defense is. I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, put out those stats again, but this is what one thing when I kind of went through the game logs of what, how bad this Texans rush defense has been. They've allowed at least one running back. They have faced this season and every single game so far, to have a long rush attempt of at least 18 yards. Now, the lone starting running back that didn't get this done was Josh Jacobs. 
But Josh Jacobs still ran for 100 and I think 140 plus yards in that game two weeks ago against this team. I think their backup uh, running back did run exactly for a rush attempt of 18 yards. And now we talked about how you have this rushing attack coming in uh, of this Eagles team. And I think that Miles Sanders is a, is more than capable of getting out uh, on one rush attempt at least of getting at least 18 yards. We talked about how he's averaging close to five yards per carry uh, is Miles Sanders. And last week, look, nine attempts for 78 yards against the Steelers. Uh, he's had some games where he hasn't had a lot of uh, rush attempts, but he's got he's racked up the yardage. Right. And I think when you have a running back that's coming in, that's averaging close to five yards per carry, it's going to happen for him. And I know he's only done this twice so far this season. Last week, he had a 21 uh, rush, uh, uh, sorry, rush attempt of uh, 21 yards. And then he had one of 35 against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Of those three games, he hasn't done it. But again, I got to find ways to continue fading this rush defense of the Texans. So I'm going to double down Miles Sanders and take his longest rush attempt of over 17 and a half yards. And I think that also kind of tells you what the books are expecting from this rush defense, because you usually don't see a one single rush attempt along of 17 and a half yards. So I'm going to, I'm going to bite the bullet. I'm going to take that over there. I think that he's going to get able to get this done. There's a possibility that he can break one out for 20 to 25 yards here, Rod. Oh, let's not forget week one. He had a 24-yarder against the Lions, too. So yeah. definitely uh, another feather in his cap there. You're right. And and even in the times where he didn't get uh, the, that one, he was only like five yards off, six yards off of, of yeah. hitting this mark anyway. So, you know, one more good push, a, a bad defense. <laughs> that could result in six more yards, seven more yards. So, yeah, I, I definitely see this happening as well because um, it's not like these other ones. It's been like a long rush of four. It's, yeah. it's been 12, 13. So, yeah. All right, so we empty the clip on all our player props, right? Correct. All right, let's get into our anytime touchdown, first time or first touchdown uh, for this game. Uh, what do you got for uh, any 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 touchdown props here, Rod? Well, I'm doing the anytime touchdown because I'm riding yeah. your coattails uh, with Miles Sanders. Uh, it's funny. I don't know that we both thought that we were going to go all in on Miles Sanders this this week, but uh, might as well, right? He, yeah. uh, he's anytime touchdown is only minus 120. I know that it's not a plus money anytime touchdown, but mm -hmm. still, if you're going to some of these other, if you look at the books, some of those plus money, anytime touchdowns are cringy. So I, yeah. I want you to cash this week. So Miles Sanders, anytime touchdown, he's had at least one touchdown in three of the last four games. <laughs> you talked about how notoriously bad this Houston rush defense is. They've allowed 10 rushing touchdowns so far this season and five of them within the last two games. So they're getting gouged left and right by the rushing touchdown guys. And, uh, and Miles Sanders is that guy for this. Jalen Hurts is intriguing too, but he's, he's uh, the most favorite at an anytime yeah. touchdown. So I don't want to touch that. But yeah, I want you to cash. So take Miles Sanders anytime touchdown, even at minus 120. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to, uh, I was going to mention Jalen Hurts anyways. I think that he's going to find a way to get into the end zone. I mean, at minus 130, the books are kind of telling you that, hey, he is a favorite to get into the end zone. Homecoming game for him, so I think he'll find a way to get into the end zone. Uh, but that's not fun, right? Like We, we don't want to give out the chalkiest one at Jalen Hurts. Um, I'm going to go down the board a little bit. Um, 
I, I like the angle of Dallas Goddard as well in this game. I think for um, to find him in the end zone, I think that there's a possibility where you kind of see that, hey, maybe they get within the five and the Texans are expecting the Eagles to run the ball in and maybe a, a bootleg out and they, they're able to find a guy like Dallas Goddard wide open because, again, I feel like the attention is going to be on A.J. Brown this week as well for the Texans secondary. Maybe Derek Stingley Jr. is going to be matched up on either probably A.J. Brown uh, because I think he's been absolutely fantastic so far this season. Mitch may open up the door for guys like Devontae Smith or even Dallas Goddard. So Dallas Goddard at plus 190 anytime touchdown. Um, and then also want to throw out um, – oh, God, who is it going to be? Uh, Brevin Jordan for the Texans. Uh tight end five to one um saw the comments about what brandon cook said about not being traded from this texas organization um i don't know where he's gonna be at mentally or if he's gonna you know give the entire effort right i know he's a professional things like that but these tight ends for the texans have been able to find the end zone uh from davis mills i think early on in the season oj howard i think it was that very first game against the colts had two touchdowns we've seen flashes of um Brevin Jordan as well. And then uh, there's another uh, tight end that we did have. Jordan Akins, I'm sorry. Uh, it's another um, tight end. So it really hasn't been a lot of touchdown passes by Davis Mills. But I think when you had those three guys, especially, I think this might be a game where we see a big tight end like Brevin Jordan able to find the end zone in this game. So at five to one, it is a longer shot uh, for the Texans uh, for him to find the end zone. Not anytime, or sorry, not first touchdown, but anytime touchdown. I know he doesn't have. Any so far this season, but maybe, um, just maybe, um, he's able to find the end zone uh, this season, or sorry, this game against the Eagles. I agree. I mean, again, uh, Brandon Cooks, local Stockton boy, uh, definitely know the mindset of of, of Stockton, us Stockton folks, and that you know, if you disrespect us, just ask the Diaz brothers. Uh, what happens when you disrespect Stockton folks? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Now, listen, and, and as far as Dallas Goddard, anytime touchdown. Look, two two tight ends of lesser value have done this against the Texans. I mean, it, they've only allowed two, uh, but one of them was Gerald Everett, and the other one was Eric Sobert of the Dallas, uh, the Denver Broncos. So there's a barn burner. Uh, but yeah, go. I think I think Do uh, Goddard's got a good chance to get in the end zone this week too. Yeah, I hope so, man. I th think that this might be a, a a good week for tight ends uh, in this game. I think especially maybe the attention that the Texans defense tries to slow down uh, the wide receivers of the Eagles. And again, Derek Singley Jr. has had a fantastic season so far. I don't think that's getting talked about. One of the bright spots, at least for the Texans' uh, defense, um, how how well uh, he has been playing uh, for this team. Um, that's going to do it um, for this episode of the PropCast for the Thursday Night Football. Texans versus the Eagles. I will go on record of saying this. The Texans will hand the Eagles their first loss of the season, Rod. So when we come back on Friday and the Texans lost by uh, 35 points, you can throw the pie in my face when that happens. But uh, anything else you want to get off your chest, buddy, before we get out of here? No, no. I mean, unless you want to give a best bet real quick. Oh, yeah, of course. Go on. I keep forgetting that. Best I don't bets. Know. You, gotta, you know what? You want to hurry up and get to the game. You just want to hurry up and get to the inevitable after the game where it's done. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably what it is. All right. Huh. That's like a second time in as many as three weeks. I've forgotten to do that. All right. Best bets. What am I thinking? Rod, best bet uh, for this Thursday night football game. What do you got, my man? I like my Damian Pierce uh, bet. His over rushing total at uh, 62 and a half. Again, this may happen early. 
Philly's a slow starter. They don't necessarily come out and, and burn you in the first quarter. They don't necessarily even burn you uh, midway through the second quarter. So uh, they, they definitely, they're, they get slow starts. And I think that's where Houston, if they get that first possession, will yeah. get Damian Pierce a majority of those yards. And then, you know, they can't, they can't pass it every single down. So they gotta, they gotta do something. So I, I like Damian Pierce to get over 62 and a half. If the Texans get the ball first, I think they're going to have to melt at least like seven minutes off of the clock. And that's going to be have to be predicated on that running game with Damian Pierce. So I think that if they go three and out, that game's going to be over right there because they, let's just say they do get the ball first. They go three and out. Eagles get the ball back and they're going to get the ball in the second half to start the game as well. But obviously that's something to be determined when they get to the coin flip and things like that. But yeah, look, we talked about it at volume said Damian Pierce at, you know, his rookie season coming in after the preseason was over that he was going to be that number one guy for this Texans team. And, and rightfully so, right? He, he's just been an animal so far this season for the Texans going up against a couple of rush, uh, tough rush defenses, but he's had some incredible games so far this season for the uh, Texans. And again, if they want to even cover the spread. They're going to have to rely on Damian Pierce on the ground game uh, to get it going for them. So yeah, I do love that. Always, uh, always a fan of Damian Pierce uh, props uh, for my best bet. I'm going to stick with the running back as well. Two out of my three props were about uh, Miles Sanders, but I'm just going to go with his over on his 79 and a half rushing yards uh, this uh, game. You know, we talked about it again at volumes, how bad this rush defense is for the Texans. We got to continue to keep taking advantage of that. I think the game plan really is going to be a run, 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 run for the Eagles offense this season. Uh, sorry, this game. I would not be surprised if we see this uh, in some form or fashion with a combination of either Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, throwing Boston Scott into that fold that they're run this ball 40 times and just down the throat of the Houston Texans. And I think Miles Sanders will be the lead uh, back and the guy that's going to have the most rushing yards for this Philadelphia Eagles team. So my best bet, Miles Sanders over 79 and a half rushing yards against the Texans on Thursday night football. Now we can try to end the show here, Rod. Uh, so best bets, give out some player props as well. And I'll go our touchdown props there as well. Uh, looking forward to the game, a uh, little rivalry this week between Philadelphia and Houston, both on the diamond and on the uh, turf there in uh, NRG Stadium. So it'll be a lot of shit talking between me and Sean. I must have to start chirping at him a little bit, but it's not working in my favor right now since Texans are not very good. His Eagles team are undefeated and his Phillies team has a 2-1 lead in the World Series right now, Rod. But anything else, my man, before we get out of here? Hey, this is why they play the game, right? This is yeah. exactly why they play the game. Uh, yeah, no, follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. There's a link in the bio to everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's Sportsbook Review, whether it's in between media, uh, NASCAR, CFL, F1, NFL, soon to be XFL, USFL, all that stuff's coming around the pipe too. So keep it, uh, keep it locked right there on the Twitter at RJ Gomez. Yes, sir. Make sure to follow Rod on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Make sure to check out all the pods that he does over on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We're down to the championship four, right, Rod? Some exciting, exciting NASCAR stuff uh, happened last week. I had to watch the video about three, four times. Had to get into the Discord channel to figure out what the hell happened, but you guys explained it very nicely. So we're down to the last four guys. We certainly are. This is the very last race of the NASCAR season to determine who will be the champion. And yeah, you're right. If you have not, look, I know that you're NFL fans, but sports fans in general need to see this. Go look up Ross Chastain, NASCAR, Martinsville. Won't take much long, won't take much for you to find it, but you'll thank me. That was one hell 
You'll never see that again. Yeah. If you uh, have seen the movie Cars, I think that may be a good description of it. But this was real life. You got to go out and see what happened. What Ross Chastain was able to do to get in to the final four. Am I correct, Rod? Yep. That's so who's the final four? So right now it's it's Chastain, it's Joey Logano, it's Chase Elliott, and then why am I for blanking on the last guy? Uh, Tyler Reddick. No, not Tyler Reddick. He's been out of it for a while. Um, oh, Christopher Bell. Duh, he's the one that won the race. Yeah, Christopher <laughs> Bell. There you go. See, the, the, and that's the problem. He was he was overshadowed by Ross Chastain's move, so nobody remembers Christopher Bell won himself in. <laughs> Yeah, definitely go check out that highlight because that was awesome to see. All right, uh, make sure to follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. Make sure to head over to the website, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. A lot of great stuff happening across all the active sports right now, sports, sports, and more sports. Uh, We have it all covered for you at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. All right, we will be back on Friday for the Sunday Player Props. Look out for that episode uh, when we get into that. Uh, Till then, good luck with your picks. Let's break these books off and let it ride.